You're listening to Jeff is Moody. The Jeff is Moody show is, uh, it's a uh, guilty pleasure. It's an escape. No matter what you're doing, it's a way for you to get away for those particular hours. I bring reality. I bring comedy. I bring seriousness, news, motivation. I do what I do. But no matter what I do, it's always Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, kings and queens, family, welcome to the Jeff is Moody Show. This is your destination for reality, comedy, seriousness, motivation, news, entertainment, interviews, and every damn thing else. I have one job. That is to give you the real. And I guarantee you that I will always give you the real. The Jeffers Moody Show. I am here. I am ready. I am unfiltered. I am adult only. And I am doing this for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. So fam, let's go. Well, all right, all right. Oh, it's another week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Monday, happy Monday, family. Y'all all right out there? Young Sean, what up, nephew? What up, young boy? How you doing? Everything good? School good? Mom and dad good? Life good? Okay. You got your Kool-Aid? <laughs> I got my beer. Young Sean, is week 38, and we tearing it up. We still tearing it up. Hot as fire. I keep trying to tell him, Young Sean, content, 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 work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. Oh, man. I want to jump into it. You ready? You you all good? Are you sure you good over there? Family, y'all good out there, man? Y'all good in the car, in your cubicle, in your office, in the gym, wherever you at? Y'all good? Y'all ready? All right, youngin'. Let's give them what they used to, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see you. Thank you. Thank you, sir, ma'am. I swear each and every week all of you over there are just always far too kind. All my people over there and over there and over there at the job, in the office, on the road, in them streets, wherever you may be. Ladies and gentlemen, my kings and queens, welcome to the Jeff is Moody show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. Mm. For all of my iPhone and iPad users, please download the free Beat Break 87 FM app for your iOS devices in your app store. You know, the, the Jeff is Moody show is on Spotify. It's, it's on Reach One. It's on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Google the Jeff is Moody show, y'all. It's that simple. Google the Jeff is Moody show on Spotify. It's that simple. Don't say you can't find me because you can Contact me on Instagram, family, at the Jeff is Moody Show, or you can text me your comments and or questions to 
888-382-8331. Hit DJ Naturel up to salute her for her ATL traffic mix at DJ Naturel with an E, N-A-T-U-R-E-L, and that is on all social media. Family, listen up. I will be your pilot for this three-hour flight. Kick back, relax if you can, but even if you cannot, I guarantee you that we're about to make this the best portion of your day. I am here to get you through the grind. Special shout out to all my drivers out there who listen to the Jeffers Moody Show while you're on the road. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. Can y'all hear my bell? Y'all hear my bell this week? I love my drivers. I mean, I love all my listeners. I don't care where you at. I love my drivers because y'all keep it popping. I'm ringing my bell for you. Did you hear my bell? One love to all my family who listen while you work or play and you choose the Jeff is Moody show, whether you're in the gym, the house, wherever you are. If you are listening, I thank you. Now, family, we got a great show for you today as usual. But before I get into today's show, just just let me say something really quick about LeBron James and Michael Jordan and, 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 and people of this of this nature of this ilk. Let me talk to you guys really quickly about this tear down society of ours. You know, so LeBron James makes a couple of comments uh, about China and the whole universe turns on LeBron James. You know, I I don't. I'm not a groupie of anything. I I don't, you know, I love the New York Giants since I was a little kid, but I don't really give a damn about them personally because I know they don't care about me personally. I rep my city. I'm from New York City. So I want to see the Giants win. I'm not hurt to see the Jets win or the Rangers. I don't even watch hockey. But I love my Yankees. Yankees, congratulations. You didn't make it to the series, but whatever. You know, we got your back, man. But, but, but. I, I, I am not a worshiper of athletes or entertainers or anything, but let me tell you something. I got a lot of respect for LeBron James. And so because we're a tear down society, he makes some comments that, you know, you can say that they're ill-advised or you can say that they were a bit uneducated or unknowledgeable. But the fact is they, they, they asked the guy a question about China and he answered it. And all you people can do, especially you cowards on social media, all you're waiting for each and every day is somebody that you can tear down that is doing better than you're doing. So you guys, now now, now LeBron James is a coon. Now LeBron James is a sellout. Now LeBron James is all about the money. Isn't that interesting? Y'all done forgot everything that LeBron has stood for and championed uh, uh, previous to this statement about China. And it's funny that you're so mad at LeBron when your bitch ass really doesn't even care or know about what's going on in China. And and anybody who does something progressive, I'm a little harsh, y'all. Y'all know I record all week. Anybody who takes a risk or pursues a dream, they will always be doubted by you cowards. You folks literally sit there like piranha and you wait for someone to enter the water so you can eat them up. Why is LeBron James a sellout? You're saying, well, he's serving his master, his money over integrity. 
Really? I, I think that if LeBron was all about his money and he was worried, he was afraid of losing sponsors and all that stuff, LeBron James wouldn't stand up so strong when it comes to police brutality. He wouldn't stand up against uh, Donald Trump so strong. This man is a social justice. He may be one of the leading social justice uh, uh, advocates and 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 uh, um, activists in his time as far as sports goes. So he says one thing, and we as a community, we're not good enough to go. Yo, LeBron, that was kind of sick. I heard what LeBron said. First of all, LeBron said he's not fully versed on all that, but LeBron was like, yo, when you make statements like that, you should be educated on it, and you should kind of know exactly what's going on. We got athletes and people over there that could be put in danger. It could be bad for business. He makes this statement, and you want to crucify him. You don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt that the other people give their people. You see, when when a white when a white uh, uh, entertainer or athlete says something, his folks get behind them. They may be ripping them in private, but they don't come out in droves like we do. We just love to tear stuff down. Me myself personally, I'm not fully versed in China. So I don't have much to say about it. I'm honest enough to do that. But for all of you goofies, you know nothing about China. You know nothing about what's going on. And on top of that, you don't care. It just gave you another opportunity to dump on LeBron James. Same thing with Michael Jordan. What it might just give y'all, was it seven to $17 million to something? Oh yeah, Mike is doing, yeah, Mike should have, Mike should have been doing, what, how, what the fuck do you know about what Michael Jordan does? My, Michael Jordan has been lending to things. Michael Jordan has been donating to things. He doesn't hop on social media and try to get his ass licked for it. And maybe that's why Michael Jordan doesn't speak on social issues. Maybe he knows you can't win or lose with our folks. So shame on y'all, but y'all don't feel shame. Y'all just like to tear your own people down. Yo, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, I, hey, listen, y'all wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. And with that being said, I probably wouldn't piss on y'all if y'all was on fire. Pause. <laughs> but I ain't mad at y'all. LeBron, maybe you should educate yourself before you speak. But that don't mean I'm going to crucify you. You've done too much. You crabs are willing to erase everything someone has done for one occasion. And I'm going to tell you, that's why many of you are not where you want to be. You're spending too much time looking to tear your own down, and you're not doing enough to build yourself up. So from the bottom of my heart, let me just tell y'all, fuck y'all. I just wanted to uh, <laughs> let that be known. You all right, young Sean? Yeah, we coming out the gate with it. That's just my opinion. If they don't like, hit me up, 678-386-5331 to Jeff is Moody Show on Instagram and FB. All right? All right, fam. Here's what we have for you on today's show. Jim uh, News is in full effect today. In Jim News, an Atlanta church rejects a huge contribution from Trump supporter Kanye West. Uh, the LGBT community shuts down a Chick-fil-A in the UK. Um, in, in dumb shit news, Nike has made a sneaker that has holy water in it. Yes, fam, I said holy water. Yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm not joking, I'm serious. 
Uh, fam, today I'm going to take you all to the Jeffers Moody School of the first date. I'm going to teach y'all how to have a successful first date because too many of you are doing it wrong. You'll thank me later. Uh, we have humans versus wild animals that kill for you today. And last week I talked about the most over and underrated places I've had sex. And a few of the fam chimed in on that. So we're going to read that feedback to overrated and underrated today. And then I'm going to talk to you couples about using sex as weapons or bargaining chips in your relationships. We have the world's most trifling people and we have the polar opposite of trifling for you today. And of course, as you all know by now, I do not get into the meat of a show until I give y'all that what? That's right, fam. Moody motivation is on deck because we all need to know that we have the ability to be great. And today I'm gonna to talk to you about not dying twice. I heard somebody say that somewhere and I don't know where I heard it, but I wanna talk about it. Then of course, from five o'clock or so till 6 p.m., we have the ATL traffic mix with the beautiful and talented DJ Naturel. All that and more for you today, fam. It's a packed show as usual. Um, so get ready for this three hour flight because verbal raw dog season has officially begun. Moody Motivation is up next, y'all. It's the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, ReachOneNetwork.com, and boy, is today's show on fire. We'll be right back with that Moody Motivation. Let's go. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com, Reach One network.com and family it is time for some moody motivation you know i can't remember what i was listening to last week i was listening to someone's program i think it was on serious radio and i caught the tail end of someone making a statement about not dying twice don't die before you die. So I caught maybe the last uh, minute of it, you know, and they kept saying that. And just off the tail end of what they were saying, I figured it out. And it, it really was powerful to me. And, and let me tell you what they were talking about. And let me, let me give you my take on that also. Don't die twice, fam. Don't die before you die. See, all of us have a date with death, each and every one of us. And here's the thing, none of us know when, for the most part. Whether you are terminally ill or whether you are the healthiest individual in the world, none of us know when it is our time. And the dead, the dead knows nothing. Once you perish, you know nothing. You don't feel the pain of your loved ones. You don't know the, the tragedy the, the behind. You don't know anything. You are removed. But think about this, fam. How many of us walk around as the living dead? That's what they meant by don't die twice. Don't die and die again. You know, a lot of people are walking around here, y'all. They've given up. They just don't care. For all intents and purposes, 
they're dead for whatever reason it may be. It may be a medical diagnosis and you've decided I just, I quit. I quit. Do you know some people, even things like relationships and money and, and things of that nature can kill them inside. So they're walking around like zombies. But family, you got to know how to get over your obstacles and you got to know how to get past what's going on in your life. I know it's rough. I know it's hard, but don't die twice. Because let me tell you, when you really go, you're gone. So leave a legacy for your people. Leave a positive and powerful legacy for yourself. Leave something behind. Live this life to the fullest. Family, love. Don't be afraid. Travel. Don't be afraid. Invent. Create. Motivate. Inspire. Live with fervor. Exercise. Get in shape. You know, drink water, laugh, celebrate, live. Because once we're gone, we're gone. How many of you have ever thought about that? Man, I done gave up. Here I am walking around dead. Don't care about my occupation. Don't care about moving forward. I, I've given up on love. I, I, I don't care about my health. They say my kidneys or liver is bad or I got diabetes or whatever the case may be. I just quit. Just, oh, just take me now. Oh, Lord, take me now. You don't want that. Most of you don't really want that. You want to live. Don't die twice. Live. That's why I'm so hyper when I do my shows. Do y'all know I don't sit down when I record? It's very rare that I sit down when I'm recording. I like to stand up. I like the energy. I break in the sweats when I record. That's why this show is energetic. That's why it grabs people and moves people. Man, I like to live. I love playing racquetball. I love hanging out with my wife and daughter. I love taking road trips. I love the beach. I love a good joke. I love to get online with my online family and troll each other and laugh and motivate and inspire each other. I love making love. I love some good food. I love a cold beer. I love to live. Because family, when I'm gone, I'm going for good. And you are too. Let me tell you something. If you're within earshot of this message right here, that means you're still alive. And whatever you were willing to die for obviously didn't kill you yet. So straighten up. Toughen up. Learn to respect life. Live this beauty outside. Step outside right now, y'all, and look into the sky and look around and and look at it, get in your car and take a drive and realize how liberating and the sense of freedom for going for a jog or a walk and, and just loving life to see a newborn baby and hold them in your arms or to be carrying life or create life or to make a good meal or to hold someone's hand or write a powerful song or a book or a script. It's all about living. It's not about dying. Don't rush death, because trust me, it's coming. And you can't do nothing about it. 
Live now. Live now. Because we all going to die later. Live. Moody Motivation, y'all. We'll be right back with Jim News on the Jeff is Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Reach One Network.com. Live. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. Young Sean, you all right over there? Live your life, youngin. Live your life. Young Sean, you know I hate. And I've done this too, so so none of us are perfect. But I hate seeing people, they just find reasons to be down. They find reasons to be miserable. Y'all better live. It's going to come a day where you done, where you finished. Y'all better live, man. Let's do some gym news. Are we on Dilla now? That that wasn't Dilla the first. We on that Dilla now, right? Straight through? Play that Dilla. <laughs> Play that Dilla, young Sean. Let's go, man. All right, family. Uh, in gym news, high school football coach hugs would-be school shooter after disarming him. Now, have y'all seen this video? If 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 you haven't seen the video, um, put in Oregon coach hugs school shooter or something like that. It'll come up. So video footage surfaced showing a high school football coach in Oregon named uh, Keenan Lowe disarming a student carrying a loaded shotgun on school grounds. Not on in, in the fucking school. Not outside, y'all. In the school. After disarming a young person, Lowe embraced the student while handling uh, handing the weapon over to another person in the hallway outside of the classroom. Lowe spoke on disarming gunman Angel Granados Diaz saying, I walk in there I get to the classroom. I'm in the classroom for 15 to 20 seconds, you know. I ask the teacher, is the student here? Uh, the door opens. I'm within arm's length of the door, about three feet away from the door, and there's a kid with a gun, a shotgun. In a fraction of a second, I analyze everything really fast. I saw the look in his face, the look in his eyes. I looked at the gun. I realized it was a real gun, and then my instincts just took over. Granados Diaz pleaded guilty to misdemeanor possession of a loaded firearm in public. A misdemeanor possession of having a fucking gun on school grounds. We'll get to that in a second. And a felony possession of a firearm in a public building. Diaz was sentenced to three years of probation. What the fuck? Now, excuse me, y'all. Three years of probation? The hell? Okay, so they said the kid was mentally troubled, but fuck that, though. What Was it three years, y'all, or three months? Yo, they might have said three months of probation. I don't know if it's three years of probation. No, I think it's three years of probation. Yo, he probably was about to be a school shooter, and he gets probation. Can somebody explain this shit to me? You got an armed student on the ground. You look at the video, kids are running for their lives. And this Looney Tune ass motherfucker gets probation? But let me tell you something. If you saw the video, the funniest part is the other teacher that came on the scene. So, so on the video, the coach is backing out. The coach has 
the gun in one hand and he's grabbing the student with the other and he's slowly backing out. So the teacher comes barreling out of what I would imagine is a classroom. He sees the coach holding a rifle, young Sean, and he hauls ass. <laughs> Yo, he got the fuck out of there. He was like, fuck that. Fuck this shit. This is above my pay grade. I'm not about to get smoked for $20,000 a year. Yo, but the teacher had the gun, not the student. So, so the teacher bails, and then you see the teacher, you see the coach saying something, and the teacher comes back. And you can imagine the coach was like, yo, get your bitch ass back out here and take this gun, man. I got the gun. I got the kid. What are you running for, bitch ass? So, so y'all know that, y'all know that teacher. When they interview the teacher that took the gun from the coach, y'all know he's gonna be, he's gonna be one of them. Yeah, so what happened was, uh, uh, I came outside the classroom and I saw, I saw the weapon and I, and I, and I, and I, and, and, and I saw the gunman and the coach. My first instinct was to practice the jujitsu that I've been working on. But then I ran back to my class, not out of fear, but I went to check on my students to tell my students if I don't come back, remember remember me and then I bravely ran into the hall and I captured the gun and I unloaded the gun and yeah the coach gets a little bit of credit too if I was that coach I'd duff that teacher I'd be like yo son why was you why you ran on me B yo why you ran for me to die man I had the gun son why you ran and yo bitch ass Yo, y'all know that teacher's gonna take mad credit. Y'all follow this story, he's gonna take mad credit. So as for this kid, uh, uh, Granados Diaz, I'ma tell y'all something. Y'all know I'm a hardliner. Don't give me all this fucking mentally disturbed shit. A lot of motherfuckers are mentally disturbed. That don't mean you get probation when you come in school potentially ready to shoot some motherfuckers. And the coach hugging them and all that. This has been the most hugginest fucking uh, 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 season for criminals, hasn't it? Goddamn Amber Geiger in, in, in court getting hugged after murdering a motherfucker. This kid is in school. God knows if he was about to shoot a bunch of people. He's getting hugged by the coach. I mean, the coach make more sense because the coach was trying to calm him down and disarm him. So, um, hey, look, coach. Uh, what's your name again? What your name is? Keenan Lowe? You're hardcore. I want to ring the bell for you, Keenan Lowe. You probably averted a tragedy. Whether the kid, even if he was going to kill himself, uh, I want to say what's up to you. But you, hey, when you see that other teacher that dipped on you, the other one that belled on you, yo, take him in the room and wear his ass out. Duff him. Duff him, Keenan. You hardcore. He's a bitch. He belled on your ass, man. What are you running for and the teacher got the gun? <laughs> Play that dealer, young Sean. More, more, more gym news. Oh, in case any of you are wondering, yes, I've disarmed people with guns. Yes, I've grabbed guns out of people's hands, so don't be telling me you wouldn't know if you haven't been through it. Get get the fuck out of here. All right. Okay. Chick-fil-A's uh, first UK location to close after backlash from LGBT rights groups. Hey, don't you try to open a, uh, a Chick-fil-A in the United Kingdom. They ain't going for that shit. Uh, after opening its first uh, UK location in early October, Chick-fil-A has already announced that the restaurant will be closing at the end of its six-month 
lease. According to the BBC, the fast food giant, which has faced criticism in the past for supporting anti-LGBTQ groups, recently opened in the Oracle Shopping Center in Reading, where it quickly received backlash from pride organizations. Reading Pride, a local LGBTQ group, pressured the UK restaurant location and called for a boycott. The group called Oracle's decision to close the location good news and was a reasonable request to allow for resettlement and notice for employees that had moved from other jobs, BBC reported. Now, while Chick-fil-A remains the third largest U.S. restaurant company by sales, according to CNBC, they continue to face controversy. In March, the fast food giant uh, saw renewed scrutiny following a report from Think Progress years after Chick-fil-A's CEO, Dan Cathy, made anti-LGBTQ comments in 2012. So according to tax documents obtained by the outlet, man, don't you wish we can get our president's tax tax documents? Side, side, side note. In 2017, the Chick-fil-A Foundation donated to groups with alleged history of discrimination, including $1,653,416 to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and $6,000 to the Paul uh, Anderson Youth Home. So here's here's what the LGBTQ, I always fuck it up if I'm not reading it. Here's what they're mad about. Uh, The Fellowship of Christian Athletes requires a sexual purity policy for its employees. According to his job application, which states the Bible is clear in teaching on sexual sin, including sex outside of marriage and homosexual acts. Neither heterosexual sex outside of marriage nor any homosexual act constitute an alternative lifestyle acceptable to God. Meanwhile, a Paul Anderson youth home allegedly teaches boys that homosexuality is wrong and that same sex marriage is rage against Jesus Christ and his values. All right. So the Chick-fil-A Foundation released a statement appearing to respond to the Think Progress report in which they asserted they do not have a political or social agenda. Uh, Yes, you do, Chick-fil-A. Yes, you do. Our intention, both at the corporate and restaurant level, is to have a positive influence on our communities by donating to programs that benefit youth in education and are welcoming to all. So this is all I'm going to say. I sure wish my people was as united as as the LG, I always fuck this up, LGBTQ community. I'ma tell you, you, unless you're me and you just don't care, cause I hear podcasts, radio personalities, I hear people I know have a certain opinion about homosexuality and things like that. It's not like a malicious opinion cause I don't have a malicious opinion of it, but I hear them, you know, they, they got jobs. And they're like, yo, I'm not loot. They will brown nose their asses off. You don't want the LBGTQ. Did I say that right? <laughs> the LGBTQ on your ass. They don't let nothing slide. And they are, they are, they are a bunch of bullies. I'm gonna tell you that right now. They're not letting you slide. Like they so imagine if my folks were just as organized as them. Well, we don't let nothing slide. We shut, yo, they shut down a Chick-fil-A location in the UK. I got to tell y'all, man, I'm rather impressed. But the thing about it is, you know, the Bible does speak against homosexuality. I don't know, have they changed the Bible, y'all? You know, the, you know, man wrote it, so I don't know. Oh, shit, here we go. Here come the Christians. I'm sorry. Young Sean, I'm sorry. Play that Dilla. 
I don't know how mad I would be at a company. See, here's my here's my problem with um, anti-gay people. If you are violently anti-gay, and if you discriminate with housing, medical care, employment, or anything with gay people, I don't agree with that. I think they have a right to whatever. Like they're doing them whatever. Whether I agree with it or not is not the issue. I don't think I have a right to harm a gay person. I don't think I have a right to discriminate on a gay uh, against a gay person. Now, what they're saying about one of these companies is in order to be hired, they're telling you that they don't accept a certain thing. Now, you can say that's discrimination, but you just don't have to. It, it, it is to a degree, but I don't know how much I can villainize those companies. I don't know if they can be vilified like they're the worst thing. in the. I don't know. They have a particular belief, although I don't think you should be forced to hire someone that goes outside of your particular religious beliefs. So it's a tricky, it's a slippery slope. You know, I don't know. I, I know that me personally, um, it, 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 one of my companies or anything, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not hire someone because they were gay. I don't, I don't care. And I'm not a kooky Christian. Christians need to worry more about their priest than they need to worry about people. Like, Hello, y'all all right? Y'all out there? Hello? Young Sean, play that dealer. Am I lying? Y'all need to worry more about your priest. Your priest do more fucking and touching than any gay person does. Y'all priest, y'all priest get on some baby booty and y'all priest get up in that congregation booty and y'all need to worry about your priest and stop worrying about what's outside of the church because y'all bitch, biggest issue is inside of the church. And I don't mean to piss anybody off. I'm just telling the truth. It, with, with, with that being said that I don't give a fuck if you're pissed off. <clears throat> Play that dealer. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't discriminate on hiring a gay person for my company. I do business with some gay people. I, I don't give a shit. You know, it's like I always tell people, don't bring your shit to me because then we're going to have an issue. Don't bring your shit to me when you know that's not how I roll. Don't don't cross that line because I might bust your shit. And that's because you are violate. See, you tend to think that you can violate. And this is my problem with these organizations. They tend to think they can violate and nobody can violate them. They tend to think that it's OK for a man who, who's with a penis to fool another man into thinking he's a woman. And they think that man should just casually go, oh, dip. Once he pulls off his panties and see that it's a man, they don't think that man should get upset. He should go, oh, well, you know, I understand. No, it just don't work like that with heterosexual males. So they tend to like to violate but not get violated. But with that being said, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't discriminate. I just tell people, keep what you do over there. You know, fellas, just like a heterosexual man and woman. Just because you're both heterosexuals, you don't. I see guys in the gym uh, make women so uncomfortable. They don't put your shit on nobody. Don't press up on people that don't want to be pressed up on you. So, um, yo, y'all do your thing. Chick Fil A, you but you back down and did your thing, man. I'm telling y'all, LGBTQ or LBGT or whatever that is, don't get on their bad side. Cause I'll be sticking up for their ass, but they'll hate me anyway. So if my show ever disappear off the air. Y'all know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. Yo, that was Jim News. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're the only show on the air that, that's always in risk of not making it back for the next segment because I tell the truth and I don't bullshit people around. All right. All right, y'all. We'll be right back with that dumb shit news on the Jeff is Moody show. Let's go. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. We're back, we're back, we're back, and it's time for some dumb shit news. Young Sean, play that Dillo. Man, I don't give a I don't give a damn if y'all piss when I say stuff about your church. Or your LGBTQ or LBG. I don't care. Y'all, y'all don't intimidate everybody, right? I don't give a fuck. Some of y'all, goddamn, some of y'all church folk is so uh, motherfucking self-righteous, man. Party all night in the, in the in the in the church on Sunday for asking God to forgive your sins. Full of shit. Why why am I wrong to tell you that? If I was full of shit, I want y'all to tell me I'm full. Of, yo, if y'all ever hear something on my show that is like super full of shit in your opinion, just let me know. 678-386-5331. I'm not going to come on and clown you if you're rational about it. A lot of people, don't, I don't even take half of y'all serious, to be honest with you. So I don't give a fuck when you're mad about something. Check your preachers. Get your preachers to stop touching little boys and stop sleeping with underage girls and other men's wives. Y'all do that shit. With this book that was written by a man that you follow into the grave. I got a right to my opinion too, and none of y'all intimidate. Young Sean, none of these motherfuckers intimidate me. Because the most they can do is, is what? Pull me off the air? Whatever. I'm a grind to the end of time. I'm just being honest, man. I, you know, because I, I get a little, so, you know, I hear a little, you know, you know, it's some holier than thou's that can't stomach Jeff is moody. Young Sean, you know what I mean? Play that dealer. We're going to do dumb shit news, but you know, let me, let me, I'm going to step off the soapbox. And you holier than thou's are some of the most bullshit people in the world. You put on that fucking fake smile of yours. You talk that, that, that goddamn word that you don't even follow or believe in. You talk a bunch of bullshit, fake motivation and inspiration that nobody see you living you just talking i know when i'm yeah i'm gonna do dumb shit news play the dealer let me get these niggas for a second though i mean my shit i got a track record behind my shit the people know what i mean when i say get inspired and get motivated you sitting up here worried about everybody else and yo yo preacher yo preacher doggy styling your wife while you at work or your little kids is in danger. And y'all ain't saying shit about that. You worried about some homosexuals. <clears throat> A lot of your leaders is homosexuals. <laughs> Let's do the dumb shit news, young Sean. Care if they mad. Care if they mad, man. Alright, y'all. So, listen. <laughs> Oh, man. I tell you what. Nike, uh, Nike's a great uh, sneaker company. It, but They're always pushing the line, you know. 
to to see the they always you know it's always a barometer for them to see how loyal they still have everyone and they, you know you know this may be the, the the greatest test of all time and you motherfuckers actually helped Nike pass this test all right so listen y'all Air Max 97 Jesus shoes filled with holy water <laughs> so sells out in minutes Jesus Jesus shoes filled with holy water sells out in minutes this article goes on to say devout Christians may now be able to partake in, in hype beast culture after a creative company called MSCHF developed a special edition of the Air Max 97 dubbed the Jesus shoes MSCHF customized the 97s and injected the sneakers with holy water from the River Jordan where Christians believe Jesus was baptized. MSCHF, or I know this is real. Google it. Google it. MSCHF also says the sneakers were subsequently blessed by a priest. After the holy water. <laughs> I'm not going to make it through this shit. Yeah, Sean, I think I will only be able to do one dumb shit today, man. So the sneakers were subsequently blessed by a priest after the holy water injection. So I don't know how many they sold, but the priest, the priest must bless all the sneakers. So the Jesus shoes went on sale this past Tuesday for... $1,425 and they sold out in minutes. Now fam, <laughs> ring the bell for night. Hey, because you know, I, 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 I'm kind of not mad at merchants for taking advantage of dumb people. I'm not. I'm not. You know fam, uh, uh, quite often retailers and, and food chains and you know, politicians and preachers and all that they'll test the limits of your loyalty and your stupidity you know they'll, they'll put a product out there propose and pass a bill or something or they'll ask you for money for a private jet in the name of god just to test your your stupidity and your loyalty they just want to see how far they can go and get away with abusing you and right here nike is like listen we already got these stupid fashion zombie, mostly poor idiots, lining up and robbing and killing each other and, 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 and rioting over the brand new J's whenever they come out. But can we make them buy sneakers that we say have holy water in them? Well, yes, Nike, you can. <laughs> yes, y'all, play that Dilla. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling y'all, man, um, holy water sneakers, chicken sandwiches, you know, flight, uh, fighting over flat screens on Black Friday. Y'all, I hope y'all motherfuckers are proud of yourself, man. $1,400 pair of shoes. They've been injected with holy water. They got it from the River Jordan. <laughs> yes, Sean, I was trying to get under 10 minutes. I don't think I can do it, man. <laughs> 
me find out one of y'all I know got the $1,400 holy water shoes. Let me find out. <laughs> oh, God, y'all are some customers, boy. Oh, my God. Let me try to do this. Youngin, let me try to do this in two minutes. I can't. I'm not going to do the rest. Let me try to do this. All right. An Atlanta church rejects Kanye West donation. <laughs> Young Sean, I don't think I can do it. Yo, how many pairs of sneakers did, did Nike make? Did the priest bless all the sneakers? Did he bless all the sneakers? <laughs> I'm not going to make it. Yes, Sean, I was trying to go under 10, B. All right, let me do this quick. Let me do this quick. Yo, I'm just telling you, this just falls in line with the news, y'all. I mean, it was Chick-fil-A with the holy stuff, and now the holy sneakers, and now the church. I'm just reading news. Um, Atlanta Church rejects Kanye West's donation over support of Trump. Pastor Jamal Bryan of the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church allowed West to come through and praise the Lord for a Sunday service performance. After that, West reportedly gave the church a massive donation. However, after receiving the money, Brian and the church discussed the donation and decided they would not keep the donation because of his support for Donald Trump. I'm so happy to see a black leader standing up against Donald Trump and not being money grubbing, you know, roaches. Brian addressed the situation saying to say that you unashamedly support Donald Trump, um, who has called the mother continent Africa a collection of shithole nations smacking the entire diaspora in the in the year of the anniversary of the year of the return i don't align with statements of kanye west i don't endorse it nor nor do i subscribe to it and i am not a one-way slave to that end mr west made a significant donation to new birth cathedral but i do not want to be guilty of double speech i met with my team today and the donation that he made to our church i am now redirecting I'm going to be giving that donation he gave us to Morris Brown College. Ring the bell for that. Took Kanye's money and gave it to a historically black university. You know what, y'all? I'm with that. I'm with that. See, when Trump talks of doing things for blacks, that's just positioning because there are a couple of idiots out there that believe whatever Massa says. But, okay, new birth, I'm with you. I'm with y'all on that. I'm with y'all on that. How y'all feel about that? How y'all feel about that? Let me know next week, man. 678-386-5331. Uh, the Jeff is Moody Show on Instagram and around, uh, Facebook. Let me know. Con- they let Kanye come in, but they they re- not they took the money, but they gave it to a school, which, which if y'all know these HBCUs need this money. Um, new birth. Uh, who's this guy in charge at New Birth now? Pastor Jamal Bryant. I'm not mad at you. I'm going to ring the bell for that. If it's true, I'm going to ring the bell for that. All right, y'all. That was dumb shit news. I actually had three stories, but I just, I, you know, I'm just amazed at the holy sneakers. That's all. I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. All right. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the Jeff is Moody school of the first day. Family, I'm going to tell y'all how to get these first dates solid. Y'all been doing it wrong so long. You're going to thank me. I'm going to have to put my Dr. Jeff Love hat on for a minute and talk to y'all a little quickly. This is the Jeff is Moody Show. My name is Jeff is Moody, and this is BeatBreakRadioFM.com and also Reach1Network.com. Google me, man. 
Google The Jeff Is Moody Show and you will find me. Don't forget to spread the word as well. We'll be right back with the Jeff Is Moody School of the First Day. You're listening to Jeff Is Moody. On Beat Break 87. All right, fam. Uh-uh. You just want to play that dealer for me? I'm about to take you guys to the Jeff Is Moody School of the First Date. Yes. It's time for me to put on my Dr. Jeff Love cap. You know, Jeff Love was introduced to you guys, what, about three or four months ago, I think? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm a relationship guru. I'm an expert. I know I didn't go to school for it. I'm not certified or anything. But I do have a valid Georgia driver's license. And uh, that driver's license makes me uh, kind of like a licensed relationship guru. Now, first dates, family, I'm telling you, the majority of people that have these high standards for first dates, you always hear them dumping on each other or talking about how unsuccessful the first date was because you guys are doing this shit all wrong. So I'm going to give you all a crash course on how I carry out a first date or used to carry out a first date and what I expect from a first date. And that's going to tell you maybe what you should expect and maybe how you should carry out a first date. You guys, expectations are asinine. And I've always been a simple guy when it's come to first dates. I think I'm an authority on this. Because you want to know what, y'all? I don't have a lot of women from my past that I have a negative word from. And not a lot of you guys can say that. Y'all always, yo, she was, he was, y'all, and y'all women, he was. Nah, I don't I don't have, neg- I've had great times with women in the past. Um, I've been married to a queen for going on 25 years that we had the most simplest first date ever. So I must know a little bit what I'm talking about. Let me take you all to school. Now, ladies, I'm a guy. So I'm going to speak from a man's perspective here. And you ladies can hit me back at 678-386-5331. Or you can can go to the Jeff is Moody Show on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have your own show or blog or whatever, you can use this. I don't mind. You can dump on me. You can salute me. You can do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to tell you all the truth. This this one is from a guy's perspective. Maybe now when Naturell is around, I'll let y'all give I'll let her give y'all a lady's perspective on first dates. But ladies, here's the truth. And I'm just telling y'all the truth because I love y'all. Play that Dilla. If you have these high expectations and if you think your shit don't stink. Don't ever date a man that's not hard up and is comfortable in his skin if some of you are on that extravagant first date shit. Because the only way he's going to go for that is if he wants to do that. Not you. He's not going to brown nose you. He's not going to kiss your ass. He's going to do high maintenance first dating if he wants to do it. It's not going to have anything to do with you. I'm telling y'all right now, because if my personality, humor, manners, and my aura, if that don't cut it for you, we might as well save each other's time because I, I got shit to do. I got other shit to do rather than fucking with you for a whole night. So I'm going to give you some rules and they're not necessarily in any particular order. But listen, y'all, number one, this is a first date. It's not a relationship. I don't know what some of you are used to on dates, but I'm not brown nosing you, chick. 
You're not my girlfriend. I don't have an emotional attachment to you. More than likely, the reason I approach you is either because there was something about your personality that attracted me or you were physically attractive and I approach you. But but we're not in a relationship. I'm not really going to sit there. I'm not really about taking no selfies with you. I'm a gentleman at all times until you work my nerves. But you are not the queen of my universe on a first date. I, see, thirsty men have fucked up a lot for stable guys. Yo, we, we don't go together. It's a first date. We just chilling. So save that energy like I'm supposed to be bowing down. Save that fucking energy on the first date. It's not happening with a solid man. I'm just telling y'all right now. If he's not a brown noser or if he's not a high line guy that likes, you know, th- this, this extravagant shit, it's not going to happen. Number two, to be honest with you, queens, I may have a budget on the first few dates that we go on. Because unless I want to, I'm not spending any more than a few dollars on the first date. Okay, listen, newsflash, the fact that you simply have a vagina, it doesn't entitle you to steak and lobster unless I want steak and lobster. You see how that works, ladies? These brown-nosed and thirsty-ass men out here, they done got y'all undeservedly spoiled. Your vagina don't determine what kind of food is on the plate. And and ladies, by the way, I'm not attacking you. I I know what men have done to make you believe that this shit was true. Not me on the first date. Let me tell you something. How about Applebee's? Chili's? You want to go to a nice lounge? How about the pizzeria? Let's go get a slice and have some conversation. That's not good enough for you? No? Okay, no problem. Date's over. Young Sean, play that dealer. I'm just keeping it 100 with y'all. Oh, 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 the broke-ass Nick. That's y'all. Go broke-ass, broke-ass. No, no, no. I have the money. But please explain to me why I would spend $300 on a first date with you. Uh, uh, because you say that you're worth it? How do I know that? Because that lets you know how I'll treat you in the future? Well, a lot of men uh, go take you on expensive first dates and they treat you worse than any other man could. Beat your ass, cheat on you, give you diseases. They do all that shit and they spent a grip on you the first time y'all went out. So that's not true. Because that's what all of the guys you date who follow you on Instagram do because they like the way you shake your ass. Well, you know, I've just been advised just a couple of months ago to follow attractive women on Instagram to hope that they share my, what is it, my Instagram post or whatever, because you get more, I'm not a savvy social media guy. I'm not following you because you twerk. Remember, y'all, I'm the guy that gets a little sick of twerking. I think twerking is a sign of um, social media desperation. Let me guess. The reason you think I'm supposed to drop a couple of hundred dollars on you when I don't even know you is because you're an educated professional woman and you don't do two for 20s at Applebee's or any shit like that. Okay, no problem, ma. No date. Bounce. Play that dealer. I'm a New Yorker. Let me tell y'all something. I've had slices of pizza with model-looking women, with women that were drop-dead gorgeous, with, with business professionals, 
with artists, with women that were just cool and sexy and laid back. We went and got a slice. Y'all better leave these northern niggas alone with that bullshit. We ain't with the brown nosing. Although the north done got soft, but I'm just telling you, that ain't my thing, man. I'm not dating food. I'm not taking food out. I'm taking you out. If we can't have a taco in some great conversation, you're not even worth my time. All right, number three. I'm also not dressing up like we're going to the prom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yes, y'all? I ain't doing it, man. Don't get me wrong. I know how to throw on an out. Hey, y'all, I clean up nice. I clean up nice, y'all. I know how to put on a nice sexy pair of denim and some loafers and a nice a nice button up that cling to my little nice body. You know what I'm saying? I know how to shave clean. Well, I'm not doing Hey, look. Hey, you know. Unless that's what the place we calls for, we're going to calls for, I'm not liable to do that. I don't like spots where I have to dress like a, a, a Morris Day from the Times to get in. Ah! It's called the bird. Oh, I'm not going to a club singing Morris Day to get in. Fuck out of here. Uh-uh. Ladies, believe it or not, I know y'all don't believe this because the thirsty men, I really want to blame all this on thirsty males, y'all. But ladies, believe it or not, not every guy wants to hit it on the first date. I know you guys don't believe that, but guess what? Some of us just go out to see what you about. Some of us are not really pressed like that. You're going to have to understand you ladies outnumber us like 20 to 1 by now, right? We're not. Some guys are just not pressed like that, ladies. I know this fucks a lot of you up. Because this is all you rely on? Will a guy hit it if you throw it at him on the first date? Maybe, maybe not. I've walked away from sex on the first date. It just depends on how the the woman struck me. I've been having grown folks date since I was like 16. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, everybody don't want to hit on the first date. There's a lot of guys that want to go out and pick your brain and have a good time and see what you about, see how you treat other people. How do you treat a waitress? How do you treat a bartender? Do you have man? Like, we want to see what you about, and we actually enjoy your company. I thirsty men have done this to you ladies. I understand it. Young Sean, play that dealer and take notes, young boy. You be like your uncle and be like your daddy and be like Sean Garvey, the architect. You be like old Sean, big Sean. Don't be on this thirst. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think the architect and your dad thirst out. I don't think they do. I, they don't strike me as thirst. Listen, number five, just get over yourself on our first date or it will be the last date. The truth is, like I told y'all, I've dated all kind of women from all kind of backgrounds in education, salaries, looks, and I I typically attract and I am attracted to tomboys in the first place. And most tomboys don't give a fuck about stupid shit. That's one thing I like about tomboys. A tomboy is a woman, my kind of tomboy, she can get sexy as everything moving or she can throw on a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and a baseball cap and meet you someplace and grab a slice of pizza she don't care she don't care she's so confident she don't care who looking 
She don't care what people are thinking about her dress. That's why I like athletes. That's why I like fitness people because a lot of fitness women, they, they just about them cat pants and shorts and they know how to get sexy now. Don't get me wrong. They know how to throw on a beautiful dress and heels and guess what? There's nothing wrong with that, but just don't expect that's what we're doing on the first date. Remember, you're not my lady. You're some chick at this stage. And I'm going to treat you properly. I'm going to treat you right. But you got to come correct. I love some tomboys. Fellas, don't y'all love tomboys? Man, I love a, I love a woman that got a couple of little scrapes on her knees and stuff because when she used to play baseball or run track or play basketball, I like time. Tomboys are just more down to earth than the snooty ones. They just are. Female athletes are just more down to earth, y'all. That's just me. You know, and just remember on the first date, there's things that you can do to fuck this first date up. Me personally, hey, if you want to end a date with me real quick, ladies, but don't know how, just pull out a cigarette and light the cigarette because I'm out. I'm gone. Matter of fact, if I find out you smoke, I probably we probably not going on the first date. I probably can hang out with you from a friend just being cool and have no interest in you anywhere past that. But I'm going to get away from you as soon as you like the ciggy. It's Dr. Jeff Love. It's the school of the first date, y'all. Go on a first date for the person, family. Go on the first date to enjoy and learn a little bit about the person. And if you guys come out in relaxed mode rather than this king and queen of the prom bullshit, you guys will be more open and honest with each other. See, somebody that got to get super made up to meet me and have a drink, I don't trust them. Because if they don't do that all the time, I don't trust them. I like women that generally don't wear makeup. I like women generally with their natural hair. I don't care if you bald. I don't care if you got a short do or afro. I don't care if you got long, curly, wavy hair. I just like women that are comfortable in their skin. And that's what you need to be on the first date, y'all. It's not a date. It's not, excuse me, it's not a relationship. It's not a marriage. Young Sean, pay attention. I'm, I'm dropping jewels. You play that dealer and write notes at the same time. Sip your Kool-Aid, boy, and learn something today. <laughs> I ain't fuss at Young Sean all, all show. I had to make up for it just then. <laughs> Yo, listen. Date the man. Don't worry about what he driving. I might take the train. If I got a nice car, I might take the train to meet you just to see how you trip. You know what I'm saying? I'm a gentleman, ladies. I, I pay for your cab. I hold doors open. I'm a great guy to be out with. I love humor. You, If I'm attracted to you physically, that got us here maybe, but it had to be something in our conversation to make me ever ask you out on a date, period. Date the person. Don't date the clothes. Don't date the restaurant bill. What I spend on the bill is not indicative of how I'm going to treat you as a woman. It's not. It's just not. And if we get to second base, we get to second base. But ladies, if you're used to being spoiled and you think motherfuckers supposed to bend over backwards for you, just don't fuck with guys like me and you should be straight. There ain't never going to be no uh, shortage of thirsty males. But let me tell you, the school I'm from, that Mike Pender, Butch Parker, Sean Parker, Dave, Diamond Dave, Pender, Eric Parker, the Nigel Joseph, that school, uh, uh, Lee Watts, that school I'm from, 
That shit don't fly. It don't fly. Let's go out and enjoy each other and have fun being around each other. Let me make you laugh. Make me laugh. Let me see what you think about politics and social issues and children and your elders. That's what's going to make you appealing to me. It's not going to be what you have on. I'm not telling you to come out looking like a, a fucking trash, a trash bag. But throw on a pair of jeans and a blouse and, and come on out and kick it with your boy, all right? And I'm, I'm just saying when I was out there, when me and Mrs. Moody go out, let me tell you, when I met my wife almost 25, 26 years ago, we, I, I don't know, I think she had on a, she was just like a bum the first night I met her. And then the second day, she came looking like a grown woman, but she just had on a sundress and some flip-flops. And then I went back to New York and came back, and she was she was just in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. She's a she's an ex-athlete. She's a down-to-earth girl. And let me tell you, her expectations. She was about my personality. I think she was physically attracted to me, and 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 I proved myself to be a man she wanted to spend some time with. I think our very first meal. I asked Miss Moody yesterday. I said, "What was our first meal when I came back to California? Was it Taco Bell?" She was like, "Yeah, it was probably Taco Bell." Man, I got 25 years of marriage off a fucking taco. You can do the same. Just get off your bullshit. All right? That was the Dr. Jeff Love. The Jeff is Moody school of the first date. I hope you learned something. Young Sean, you learned something, boy. You learned something. You learned something, nephew. See, I, I you, you, you know, you, you see what happened when you, when you get good at playing that dealer? Dropping jewels on him. Let's go to a break, Young Sean. We'll be right back. What's next, y'all? I don't even know. What are we coming back with? Oh, we're coming back with humans versus wild animals that kill right here on the Jeffers Moody Show on BeatBreakRadioFM.com and ReachOneNetwork.com. Dr. Jeff Love, signing out. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On BeatBreak87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. And family, it is time for another segment of humans versus Wild animals that kill. Yes, fam. As we all know, from running with the bulls to keeping lions as pets, dumbass, arrogant human beings love fucking with wild animals. Sometimes it's all good, but sometimes it backfires. These are stories of humans who voluntarily or involuntarily come across wild animals that kill. And Sean play that Dilla. All right, y'all. Fight number one. California animal trainer knifed by a chicken. <laughs> Let me read that again. I have a, I have a laughing issue when, when something is so asinine. A California animal trainer was knifed by a chicken, y'all. He got shanked by a chicken. Now, uh, uh, this goes on to say, if anybody ever says you need to get a hobby, they probably don't mean to take up watching cockfighting, which is illegal in all 50 states of the U.S. and a felony in most. If they do, and that little fact is not enough to change their minds, then this story of a man who was killed by a chicken might be. While it isn't common for humans to be harmed in these spectacles, it stands to reason that animals have been trained to be unusually aggressive and outfitted with weapons to make them more deadly to other animals can also be deadly to humans should things go awry. Now, family, this is from 2011, but this is a priceless one. 
Jose Luis Ochoa was watching a cockfight in Lamont, California, pause, when the police showed up and showed a chaotic scene, sending the spectators and animals running about. Now check this out, y'all. And amid the turmoil, Ochoa was stabbed in the right calf by a chicken that had a knife attached to his leg. He died two hours later in the hospital. Perhaps fittingly, Ochoa had been fined in the past for owning or training a fighting animal. The winner here, rest in peace to the guy. You know, he's kind of like a creep from fighting animals and whatever, but... Uh, I mean, how often are you going to hear about somebody getting stabbed by a chicken? The, the, the chicken is a thug. The winner is the goon thug life chicken. And that wasn't no accident. I bet Okoa was mean as fuck to that bird. And when that bird saw all the confusion, he was like, I got this nigga now. The, the birds, you, hey, fam, Google this. The chicken shanked the man in his calf and killed him two hours later. When you get stabbed by a chicken... Y'all remember I was talking about uh, living while you don't don't die twice? Your legacy is fucked. When your legacy is getting knifed by a chicken, uh, you're, you're fucked up. Fight number two. Rest in peace, though, dude. We don't want to see nobody die, but a lot of these stories involve death because y'all fucking with wild animals that kill. <sighs> Humans have been fucking with animals since the be- beginning of time, y'all. That's why I'll never run out of material for this segment. So, for instance, we're going to do blast from the past. Let's go back to 1989, y'all. Man loses fight with lion. This is a real story. In 1989, the 32-year-old Australian man, Ellie Kuo, reportedly decided to seek out a martial arts matchup that would test his skills in kung fu. (laughs) This is real. So, he decided to challenge a lion at the Melbourne Zoo to a duel. And it's a duel that, of course, he promptly lost. Um, In the middle of the night, he snuck into the zoo. He scaled the lion enclosure. And whatever fight ensued, Mr. Quo perished as a result of it. Mr. Quo went to the zoo to test out his karate on a man-eating lion. Young Sean played at Dilla. Young Sean, would you would you fight a lion? Would you test your karate out on the lion? The winner is the lion. Yo, you can't do no fucking kung fu on a lion. Like, what is wrong with you people? Human beings, man. That's why I'm always rooting for the animal. Once again, family, I don't want to see a human being get hurt or nothing, but when they do, it's hard to pity them. One motherfucker gets stabbed by a chicken. The other one went to do karate with a lion. They both died. I'm not laughing. Play that dealer. Fight number three. Man jumps into a lion cage because he was sad about a fight with his wife. Surya Narayan Daz was so upset after an argument with his wife that he willingly jumped into the lion cage at the Nadan Kanan Zoo, Nadan Kanan Zoo in India in 2012. These are all blasts from the past with humans versus animal. His plot backfired, however, when bite wounds to his head, neck, face, legs, and hands fell to end his life. Now, this guy survived, y'all. But remember what I was telling y'all about being emotional and these emos and these brown-nosing men and these thirst guys? 
I don't listen. Me and Miss Moody have had many an argument. I love my wife to death. She's my road dog. She's my road queen. And let me tell y'all something. I ain't never had an argument with Miss Moody and wanted to fight a wild animal over it. So he wanted to die. He wanted to die. The other two idiots wanted to live. He wanted to die. And he got toe up in his head, neck, face, legs, and hands. And he still didn't get killed. The winner is the lion. I'm happy to announce the animals won all of these. But hold on, family. There's one more. There's one more. There's a human winner here. And he's a G. Florida Fight number four. Florida man pulls massive alligator from pool by playing with the reptile until it tires out. Family, a formal, uh, a Florida animal trapper figured out one interesting way to corral an alligator who jumped in the pool. You know, in Florida, you got to watch them pools because the gators could like get in your pool. Even if you got a fenced off indoor pool, you need to check your pool before you get in the pool. So Paul Bedard, a celebrity trapper, uh, they called him to catch an alligator in the pool. Um... And his method to pull this 9-foot, 185-pound alligator out of the pool was to face the animal head-on and play with him one-on-one. So Bedard got in the pool and played with the fucking alligator. The alligator got tired out from all the playing, so then he was able to easily capture him. He put a snare on his mouth, taped it shut, and he moved the alligator uh, for relocation in the Everglades. Now, I'm going to tell you all something right now. Um... He, but he says while there's a misconception that gators will try to attack you on land, he explained that it's really the total opposite. They really won't try to mess with you on land. He says, sure, anything can happen, but generally when you're on land, they're six inches tall and you're six feet tall. They're not going to mess with you. You're more likely to get attacked when you're swimming, yada, yada, yada. He said one time he got attacked by a gator and had to elbow that bitch in the throat. Let me tell you all something right now. Paul is a fucking G. The winner is the man. Nobody got killed. The alligator didn't get hurt. This some of a bitch is the most gangster human on earth when it comes to wildlife. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Bedard is thug life. Uh, uh, young Sean, play that dealer for thug life. But let's be honest here. If it were my man Steve Irwin, y'all, y'all remember Steve Irwin, the, the crocodile hunter, the original OG? Steve Irwin would have he would have he would have did better. Steve Irwin would have would have Steve Irwin would have would have pissed on that alligator. And alligator would have liked it. That alligator would have turned tricks for Steve Irwin. Rest in peace, Steve. Paul Bedard is a gangster, but uh, Steve, you are the original OG. But yeah, the man wins this one. He he, he he's he's a G. All right, so the man wins against the alligator. The, the loser that jumped in the pit because he argued with his wife, he didn't die like he wanted to. He just got mauled and he's permanently disfigured. He lost. Uh, the guy that decided he'd do kung fu with the lion, he lost. And the man that got shanked by a chicken from the HBO series Oz, uh, he lost too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was humans versus wild animals that kill. And we will be right back with some fan feedback and just ask Jeff right here on the Jeff is Moody show. See y'all in a second. You're listening to Jeff is Moody on beat break 87. (laughs) Family. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody show. Young Sean, you're pretty smooth on that dilla over there. Nephew. 
Um, at this portion of the show, you're going to have to cover your ears. So cover your ears, boy. Take a, take a sip of Kool-Aid, do your job, and cover your ears. It's time for a little bit of fan feedback. And uh, this is like Just Ask Jeff uh, by way of a general gym conversation. All right? So let's do the feedback. Uh, last week, I told you all the most overrated and underrated places I've had sex. Well, this week, a few of the fam, they have a bit of input about that, and and we're going to jump straight into it. So um, let's start with Queen Callie Bondi. What up, Callie Bond? She says, first of all, with absolutely no disrespect, to the queen, Mrs. Moody, you must have been my soul twin in another life, my G. Our places and ratings are almost identical. So here, here's a couple of hers. Overrated, plane, beach, car. And she says, I don't recall you saying it, but at a concert or festival is overrated Yes, I did that with my ex. You go, girl. Play that Dilla. Cover your ears, boy. Underrated. Fire escape. Callie. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say fire escape. Yo, fam. Sex on a fire escape in the summertime is so bomb. Oh man, Callie. Ugh, underrated, sex overlooking the ocean, elevator, restaurant, giving a hand job, as you said, wouldn't do it nowadays. Um, and Callie says, and believe it or not, the bed is underrated. That's interesting because, you know, nobody, I think I mentioned bed though, but the bed is underrated. So she says, overall, mostly anywhere you have sex with a person you have an insatiable vibe with and for is underrated. But some places just ain't worth it. And she goes on to say, by the way, I am now trapping people in my car and making them check the show out. I don't know if you know it, but you have people out here listening to you in groups. Uh, Callie, you go, girl. I imagine that doesn't help the numbers but you have the airs love you big homie hey hey look Callie Bourne fuck the numbers you heard me we gonna drill this content the numbers are good we gonna drill this content until the numbers are global and they represent that man I love you for that thank you queen god damn it y'all ride for me man let me not get sidetracked thank you queen King Cedric says in typical Cedric fashion Wherever I can bust a nut is underrated. <laughs> yes, y'all play that dealer. Cover your ears, boy. The only place that's overrated is another man's bed with his wife. Hey, amen. Um, every place else is fair game, King. Side note, the internet radio thing you're doing is on fire, but do you think you'll ever bring it back to podcasting? I'm a ride regardless, but the podcast game desperately needs that moody energy again. Just asking, but yeah, 99.9% of sex places are underrated. And I think it's the way I line these feedbacks up because I wanted to get that out the way. Uh, said, I always want to come back to podcasting. I just have to get 
the time to do it because I certainly uh, am not going to do both. Well, I can do both, but I I would have to work my. I'm a busy guy, as you know. So, yeah, I want to come back to podcasting. That's that's what my that's that's what my vibe is. But I'm you know this internet radio thing. Hey, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm 38 episodes straight in. You know, and people appreciate this verbal raw dog said, and um. I'm going to ride with Mr. Sean Garvey. I'm going to ride with him. We're going to see what we're going to do with this beat break thing, all right? But but said, that's so you. Said is like, if I bust a nut, it's perfect. All right, Tanya P says, thank you, Sad. Ring the bell for you, bro. Tanya P says, after I got up off the floor laughing at, at this week's show, I took the time to run off a few overrated, underrated places. Beach, overrated. Parents house, overrated. I've never had sex in a car but I would imagine it's overrated. Tanya P, wow. You you may be the only adult woman I know that haven't had sex in a car. Ring the bell for you, this. There, there's, there's something uh, pleasantly um, uh, uh, delightful about that. Um, mot- uh, she says, CD Motel, disgustingly bed bug overrated. And it's... <laughs> And as far as underrated, I'm surprised you didn't mention the shower. Did I did I not mention the shower last week, y'all? Shower sex is so underrated, Jeff. That's all I got. Yes, as I told you before, I'm a square. I don't have many real life experiences with overrated, underrated. Hold on, young Sean. Hold on, it's happening again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This didn't happen at all last week. Let's get it. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. We got it. I got it. Yo, family, did I not mention shower last week? Let me tell y'all something. Shower sex used to be super underrated. Shower sex is indeed some great sex. I'm going to tell y'all right now, shower sex for me is a no-no. It's not that I won't do it, but that shit ain't. I need to shower with a seat. We got a shower with a seat in it. It's just that Mrs. Moody and I don't take showers at the same time. And, and fuck that. I'm sure Mrs. Moody will agree. Hey, maybe when we all in our freaky deaky, we may get it on in the shower, but that's far and in between. God damn it, I got knees and back and all that stuff. Nah, 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 Tanya. But you're right. It, it's underrated. We, uh, I, I've had some outstanding sex in the shower over my time in my marriage. But right now with these knees, I'm trying to take a shower, scrub my ass, and get the fuck up out of there. Love you, Tanya P. Cover your ears, young Sean, and play that dealer. My baby bro casino said, um, and by the way, Tiny P, there's nothing wrong with you being a square. There's not enough square women in left in the world. Oh my God, I know you got a line of men lined up for you, girl. That, are, Oh Lord, I know there's a bunch of men that would desire you being the square. My baby bro casino said, throat gifts, at a Super Bowl Sunday party in a bathroom. Underrated. All right. If you guys don't know what a throat gift is, that's that's when you get head. And, and it's so good that it's you you're just thankful that that you're so you're thankful that she gave you that throat gift. Um because see <laughs> this fucking guy, man. This is this is my I swear to God, man, this is my baby, bro. Yo, this guy right here, man. Uh a casino. He says, hand jobs in general are underrated, big bro. It might be the safest, most awesome gesture ever. This is true. 
a balco, balcony hotel room beach pussy. Yes, bitch. That means under. <laughs> yes. Yes, bitch. Yo, basically, you're not going to find anybody that says sex over the o- looking over the ocean is overrated, y'all. Uh, Casino goes on to say beach sex is trash as fuck. Overrated. Hell yeah, stoop pussy go hard. Remember I was talking about stoop in porch? That's underrated. Head in a private pool with a chick that can swim. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, I, I had to edit. Y'all know I don't do no editing, but I had to edit some of my baby bro comments out. <laughs> he, yo, cover your ears and play that dealer, young Sean. My baby bro casino, he might be the most intellectually funny dude I know, all around intellect, and he may be the one person on earth that gives less of a fuck than I do. So he'll say some shit sometimes that make me just, you know, you just gotta plant your face in your palms because that's my guy. That is, yo, when I talk about my road doggy, that's the, that's the homie. When I call him little homie, I only mean that he ain't no little guy, he's a grown ass man, but he my baby bro. So I call him little homie, man, that's my guy, man. Yo, I swear, man, our our phone conversations could be an award-winning podcast, even though me and Casino would be boycotted by every group and company in America. So, by the way, y'all, at some point in time, either right before 2020 or in 2020, y'all may be getting a segment from Casino on the Jeffers Moody Show. So he said he got a throat gift at a Super Bowl party in the bathroom. I can't hate. Ring the bell. Big Rudy says, King, what up, Casino Boy? What up, Kit? Big Rudy says, King, I have one in the sleeper cab of my big rig. Underrated. As long as I've been an OTR driver, I don't know what OTR is. As long as I've been an OTR driver, it's still the bomb to smash in the cab. That's it. Keep getting me across these roads, King. Rudy, man, I love some big, big Rudy. Honk your horn for me while I ring my bell for you. I love my drivers. You, you tear that stuff up in that cab. I've always wanted to have sex in the big rig uh, 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 cab. What is OTR? I got to look that up, yo. I don't know what OTR is. What is that? On the road? OT, OTR for a truck driver? On the road? Of the road? Over the road? What's OTR, y'all? I need to know. I'm going to look it up after the show. All right, y'all, that was my feedback for Overrated and Underrated. And thank you guys for participating. Um, I never posted it on social media because I forgot. But, uh, yeah, these may keep coming in. You know, if you guys want to let me know your overrated or underrated places, hit me up at 678-386-5331 or follow me, man, The Jeff Is Moody Show on Instagram and FB. Now, let's talk about weaponizing sex in marriage and relationships, y'all. So this is based off a gym conversation uh, because there's a group of us gym rats. We always have some great conversations when we're done working out or before, however it goes, right? And this was started by Queen Wendy, who has just now caught her first damn show last week after nearly 40 weeks. Wendy, you going to check the show out? Yeah, I'm going to get to it. You going to check the show out? You going to get to it. I don't ask more than twice, so I stop asking her. She walks up to me in tears, like funny tears, like, yo, that is the craziest shit. Now I'm hooked. I'm going back into the archives. Thank you, Queen. It took you fucking 40 weeks, Wendy. Thank you, Ma. Spread the word. All right. 
Yo, that that's the homie though. All right. And she she's like a female version of Moody. She's just straight up. She don't care. All right. <sighs> Wendy gave me her underrated and overrated too, y'all. But I but I I forgot. I, Cause she spoke it to me and, and I forgot what she said. So I'm gonna get with her. I'm I'm if I remember it, I may uh, talk about her overrated and underrated sex places on the next show. So anyway, Wendy was telling us how when she was younger. She learned the hard way to not weaponize her vagina in a marriage because she said she used to withhold the pee. She used to give weak head, not be freaky, etc. And her husband just up and left and filed for divorce, you know, and they didn't have kids. So it was an easy split. Right. So as she got older and wiser, she was like, I realized that if you have a worthy mate, then women and men can't be lazy with the P or the D. And this is very true. Ring the bell, young Sean, cover your ears, play that Dilla. So Wendy has a husband now that she services so much that he doesn't take it for granted. Y'all gotta listen. He knows that when she's not in the mood and it, it, he, he doesn't press her when she's not in the mood uh, because he knows how she handles her business. Oral, anal, hand job, freaky shit, all that. She's learned, you know, you live and you learn. Now, look, that sounds about right, right? If you have a worthy mate, then you're not going to fuck that up by being trash in the bed, right? Now, I've said this for years, that if you service your spouse correctly, you lessen the chances of them running around. Of course, you have example of women and men that get, get it in, get everything they need at home and still run around. But contrary to popular belief, y'all, that is a minimum and not a maximum of married people, in my opinion. And we could throw long-term daters in there, too. The reason a lot of people run around is because you don't be doing your shit in that bedroom. And you can't just expect somebody to be sexually unhappy and faithful when you don't give a shit about satisfying them. So most of us in this convo, we're co-signing this. And one of the homies, okay, now. They're going to come on the show when I start doing two and three mic interviews, but we're going to leave names out to protect the innocent. That's our agreement in the gym. He stated how his wife, who works out at the gym with him, uses her pee as a weapon, but here's the catch. His wife is in the group having this chat. We're sitting right in the aerobics room at Sugarloaf LA Fitness. So his wife, no name mentioned to protect the guilty, <laughs> She breaks down why she uses the pee as a weapon sometimes. Now, they got a secure marriage, so it is what it is, right? And by the way, no attitudes here or anything. Now, before I get into this, of course, I told them I was using this for my next episode, and they preferred me not to use their names, but they said they would come on the show and discuss marital sex, so I'm going to set that up. But let me tell you why she uses the pee as a weapon. By her own admission, her husband is still attracted to her. He lays good pipe. He provides, he's a good father and all that stuff. But his sex drive is higher than hers, so she feels like a sex object more than a wife because according to her, she didn't get married to be a private prostitute. Y'all see this bullshit? And y'all listening? Y'all listening? See that bullshit? Now, his retort is that she was exactly a dating prostitute when she was trying to get a husband but switched up after marriage and their first baby. Remember, this is her, she's remarried. They used to do everything except swing and anal. And now in his words, not mine, 
one to two minutes of head missionary and weak doggy style sex then they're done and she's standing there like what else do you need so keep in mind we all tight y'all there's nobody acting all emotional or anything like that ladies let me tell you and fellas if you go down on your lady let me tell y'all something right now if you give one to two minutes ahead kill yourself what the fuck is what what is that what is that? I'm telling y'all about grown-up sex in a minute. Young Sean, we may we may break the barrier and go over here. We may go over 20. I'm not sure. We gotta see. So we're telling her she shouldn't be shocked if she steps out, if if he steps out and finds the shit he used to get before you just decided to be all comfortable in not pleasing him. And this is a conversation that goes on all over the world. So let me tell y'all again. Somebody would love to do what you're not doing, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care if your significant other is fat, skinny, attractive, ugly, bald, gray, big penis, little penis, wet vagina, dry vagina, fat ass, flat ass, nice feet, hammer toes. There is a man or woman out there who would love to give your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend that work. And you're sitting here talking about you're comfortably married and you don't need to do them things anymore? All right. Y'all keep that shit up. Your spouse is going to bump into someone that has adult porno sex skills. And I don't, I'm just a fair guy because I give my wife my sexual all. I don't think you could be mad if your partner goes, you ain't doing it. And the problem is that you used to do it. This is for you that used to do it. So... We know you know how to do it. You just don't want to do it. Because see, here's the real deal. Fellas, ladies, if you got someone who was never a freak and never developed into a freak during your time, then I don't think you should be mad and go out there and test the water so, so brazenly. Because that person isn't switching up on you. They've been that way and you've tolerated. But if y'all used to wild out, and your partner decides that just because he or she is married now, they got their prize and they can chill and y'all can't work that out, I'm not tripping on the married person that ends up creeping. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just not doing it. You weaponize your penis, you weaponize your vagina, you're risking getting crept on. Like, y'all, 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 shit. Do you know, your ladies, there's a woman out there that knows your man likes to eat you out get head, penetrate you, stroke you down, take the joint out, have it licked clean, and put it back in. He might put a thumb in your butt. We're adults here, right? You know he likes that because you used to do it, and then you stop. How mad do you get when somebody comes along and does that? It'll be different if you never did, like I said. He can't expect it if you never did it. Fellas, there's a man out there that knows your woman likes to be eaten out for 20 minutes, then get that D, right? You know he knows how to pipe her down and take it out, go back to eating that thing. You know he can finger her to an orgasm, put it back in and keep pounding, right? You know she likes that. Why? Because you used to do it. Y'all lazy ass married and long-term couples, y'all keep that shit up. The solution is communication. When you meet somebody and y'all know it's going to get sexual, discuss everything, y'all. Don't be ashamed to discuss everything. So, you know, Wendy is like, I learned my lesson and ended up with a man who appreciates it so much. We don't have sex all the time. And that's my point, y'all. If you give it up proper, you won't have a husband or a wife that has to hound you seven days a week for it. Give it up proper. You don't have to be a porno star Every every goddamn night, 
I'm gonna tell you what, man. That super nasty, slutty shit, for me, I'm satisfied if that goes on two out of every four to five times we have sex. I don't need it. When, you, when, you're, when you're servicing and doing the right thing, you ain't got to worry about me bothering you all the time. I'm going to let you sleep. I'm going to respect when you don't want to do it. But if you bullshitting around and you also don't expect me to creep. So you're, so, so, so you're, you're whacking the bed. Head game. Trash. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't like this. You don't do that. You're not flexible. You whine. You complain. You, you, you do all this and you want me to tolerate it and be faithful. I got to tell you, I'm only human. And these men and women are lying to y'all. A lot of them are lying when they say they wouldn't step out regardless. They full of shit. I'm just the only one that tells the truth about it. Young Sean, cover your ears. No, open your ears and play that dealer. Because you're going to get married one day. Y'all keep fucking around. Y'all keep fucking around. Now let me tell you something. Keep bringing that tired, lazy ass, unimaginative sex into the bedroom because you know he or she ain't going to. Y'all keep it up, all right? Y'all gonna learn, that's all I'm saying. Now, I'm gonna be doing a lot of interviews and group shows for 2020, so this topic is gonna come up again, but I don't wanna blow the timeline. We already at 20, young Sean, a strong 20. Sean, what show gives a strong 20 that fly by like it's 10 minutes, B? Y'all keep bullshitting around. Handle your business. If you was a bedroom whore, remain a bedroom whore. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do your job, you will notice that your significant other will understand shit better. They will not bug you all the time because they know that when it's on, it's on. Trust me. We're going to have a lot more conversations and group and couple conversations about this in the future. All right, y'all, we'll be right back with the world's most trifling people on the Jeff is Moody Show. I hope I help y'all out. Y'all keep keep weaponizing that penis in that badge. Y'all keep that shit up. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. Hey, hey, young Sean, when's the last time I went over it? What was that, about 21? (laughs) Shit. Oh, man, let me tell you, 2020 for the Jeff is Moody show is going to be the most electric. I'm under the radar, although we do well, young Sean. Ain't nobody net. I got people coming in to help me with social media. And as far as this content and as far as my access to who I can talk to, we about to tear this bitch up. Do you hear me, young man? Play that, Dilla. Welcome back to the Jeff. Oh, boy. Welcome back to the Jeff is Moody Show. It's time for the world's most trifling people and family. Um, I'm only going to do one. I only have one. There's just one contestant, an automatic winner for the world's most trifling people today. And I'm a diehard New Yorker. And I love the Yankees. And even if the Yankees don't win or whatever, I also like the Mets. I represent New York City to the death. In fact, the only New York team I don't like, believe it or not, guys, is the New York Knicks. I don't fuck with the Knicks. That's just me. I've been rooting for the Nets since Dr. J was with them and I was a youngin. So y'all know when the Nets came to Brooklyn, I was gung-ho. I mean, the Nets, we won't win the championship until uh, Jesus come back. 
team, yo, the Nets are not winning a championship until the rapture. Because every other other team is gonna have to go to hell for us to win anything. But I rep my city. I rep my city to death. Alright? But there's certain things I can't abide by, there's certain things that I can't tolerate or co-sign. And this is one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, trifling comes in all shapes, colors, genders, and forms. Trifling also comes in all degrees of seriousness or hilarity. This segment is a crock pot of trifling, from all points of egregious to every point of foolery imaginable. Every other week and sometimes weekly, I will read one to three examples of trifling human beings, and I will choose a winner at the end. Contestant number one and the only contestant this week, family, are the New York Yankees fans. Y'all know I hate fanatics. I hate dick riders. I hate people that care more about a sport than it does about them. I hate losers. I hate sports parents that live vicariously in the worst way through their children. I hate you all. I don't respect men that walk around with other men's names on the back of their jerseys. Well, actually, I do. It kind of depends on what you're doing. If you're just showing support for a team, that's cool. But when you're doing it like you really matter, I start calling you a dick rider. My Yankees are out. Congratulations to the franchise because the Yankees are a very classy franchise. Uh, The fans, some of them, not so much. Let's talk about it. Yankees fans taunt Zach Grinke. I, I, I don't know if that's his name. I don't follow these fucking baseball guys. About social anxiety disorder and depression. One fan was ejected. One member of the Houston Astros has already blasted New York Yankees fans for their behavior in the ALCS, but the fan base might have reached a new low on Thursday night. Now, you got to remember, when you talk about new lows, you got Philadelphia Eagle fans that eat horse shit when they win championships. You got the city of Cleveland that has the most pathetic fans on the face of the planet. So when you talk about new lows, that's low. There's a report that a group of Yankees fans seated around a visiting bullpen taunted Astro starter Zach Granke in a way that went beyond the realm of acceptable heckling ahead of a game four of the ALCS. Among the subjects thrown at Granke were the right-handers well-documented struggles with anxiety and depression. Chance digging at his battles with social anxiety disorder and depression rain down on the 35-year-old right-hander as he threw to a catcher. Fans leaned over the concrete barrier between the stands and the bullpen and shouted insults about his mother as well. Mm. Um, they, 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 a, lot of, a lot of classy organizations are declining to print the exact chance directed at Granky. I hope I'm saying his name right. But he revealed on Twitter that they they referenced prescription medications. Police officers in the bullpen and bleachers reportedly ejected one fan for his behavior regarding Granky. Or Granky. Uh, he opened the game with a shaky first inning in which he walked three batters, uh, one with the bases loaded. 
Granky Granky finished with a line of four one-third innings pitch, three hits allowed, four walks, five strikeouts, and one earned run. Speaking after the Astros' 8-3 victory, by the way, you heckled them and he won, you fucking dick riders. Uh, he downplayed the situations by telling reporters I didn't hear anything in regards to the reported taunts. Yes, he did. Yankees fans' treatment of Granky almost uh, uh, also appeared in t-shirt form ahead of the game, with one fan going so far as to have a custom t-shirt made about the pitcher's wife. I saw this online. I think the, the thing says I plowed Granky's wife, I banged Granky's wife or something like that. The ugliness surrounding Granky's warm-ups came hours after Astros manager A.J. Hinch threatened to pull his team off the field if fans at Yankee Stadium threw debris onto the field as they had in Game 3. Astros outfielder Josh Reddick claimed to have seen water bottles and baseballs thrown into the outfield on Tuesday, which Hinch claimed objects were also thrown into the bullpen. I will pull the team off the field if we get in that situation again. There's other ways to support your home team, and this place does as good a job as anybody to try to police and protect the players that are playing. It would be very ugly. It would be a very ugly scene for baseball, a very ugly scene for the Yankees if one of our guys was hit by something from the upper deck. Something tragic can happen, and nobody wants that. It appears a certain set of Yankees fans opted to throw verbal garbage into the bullpen this time and yet found another line to cross. You know, these are the only contestants for the, the world's most trifling. Do you guys think because I'm a Yankees fan that I condone this bullshit? Hey, Yankees, let, let me, you know when you look real dumb? You, hey, have you guys ever seen somebody talk a gang of shit before a fight and get their ass whipped? Don't you, I don't, I don't, I don't promote fight videos. I don't post fight videos, but I see them. Don't you guys love to see a bully get the shit beat out of them? Hey, Yankee fans, guess what? You're not going to the World Series. We're not going to the series. We lost to the Astros. So you have to look at yourself in the mirror. And this is why you extreme sports fans, y'all disgust me. Y'all are disgusting humans. And for those of you that say, oh, Moody, man, damn, with your thin skin, toughen up. This is sports. This is competition. Motherfucker, you ain't competing. You're, you're not a competitor. You're a fan. You're a stan. You, you, you know what? You're not good enough to be an MLB player. You probably wasn't good enough to be a D1 college player. You're, 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 you're probably not an athlete. You're a fucking loser. And how your team performs is how you live your life. That's why when you get on social media with some of these guys, we joke around with our Giants and our Cowgirls and all that. But there are really some people that you can see the real person they are in social media. You know, you have people that commit suicide over sports and go to jail and fight. And like I told you, all Philadelphia fans ate horse shit because they won the Super Bowl. You motherfuckers are all pathetic. I don't give a fuck if I'm a New Yorker. I don't give a fuck that I support the New York Yankees. You're talking about a you're talking about depression and anxiety disorder. Let me tell y'all something. That shit is so critical and that shit is so real until you experience it, you wouldn't know about it. You guys are pathetic. And then on top of that, we lost. They whipped our ass. So you ain't got nobody to taunt now except for each other, you dick riders.
So shame on you. Shame on you, New York City. Shame on you, Yankees fans. And big up to the Yankees organization for addressing that and condemning that. The New York Yankees wouldn't piss on you if you was on fire. Neither would your favorite football team. Neither would your favorite basketball team. But here, you penis riders. You phallus riders. You cock jockers. Here you are making asses of yourself. And you disrespecting somebody's mother? What if I spit in your mother's face? You'd be ready to kill me, wouldn't you? What if I talked about your mother? You'd be ready to kill me, wouldn't you? But for the sake of sports, and because you bought a ticket, you think that's cool? Well, Yankees, there you go. Karma's a bitch. See you all next year, because we damn sure ain't going to the series this year. You dick riders. You disgust me. I don't give a damn if you're a Yankees fan or not. You disgust me. And you're the fucking winner of this week's world's most trifling people. You bum-ass clowns. You've never been shit in your life. And this is the only way you can feel powerful. Fucking clowns. We'll be right back with the opposite of trifling. <laughs> yeah, Sean, play that Dilla. You fucking losers. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87. Fam, as we exit out of the Jeff is Moody show, why don't we leave on a high note like we do each and every week, young Sean? Play that Dilla as we talk about the polar opposite of trifling. Family, it's true. The world is full of trifling people. I just read about some. But let us not forget that just as we have the low lives of the world, we also have people who are the polar opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the opposite of trifling. The polar opposite. I want to salute uh, NBA player Harrison Barnes and Malik Jackson. They are going to pay for the funeral of Tatiana Jefferson. Sacramento Kings forward Harrison Barnes has offered to pay for more than half of the funeral services for Tatiana Jefferson, the 28-year-old woman who was killed in her home by a police officer during a wellness check. It was later reported that Philadelphia Eagles uh, star Malik Jackson will pay for the remainder of the funeral costs. Barnes spoke to the media about his decision to donate to the Jefferson funeral, stating, the biggest thing is, Anytime someone has to go through that, the last thing you want to have to worry about is trying to come up with money for a funeral. It's about the family. It's about us going through our prayers with them and for them. It was a gesture that my wife and I wanted to do for them. Now, you guys know Barnes. He's a world champion. He played with he played with Golden State. I think he won a ring with Golden State, but uh, he played for the Mavericks from 2016 to 19. And he's given back to the community during his time spent there. Uh, he, along with his wife and mother, gave out Thanksgiving meals in 2018 to families in South Dallas. Uh, Barnes also paid for the renovation of two basketball courts at the Mesquite Boys and Girls Club, where he held basketball camps and hosted back-to-school shopping events. See, he's not new to reaching out to his community and caring about people. Uh, the Wake for Jefferson was held on Friday, October 18th at Potter's House of Dallas, a mega church with a capacity of 8,000. 
and her funeral took place the following afternoon on Saturday. So rest in peace, Atatiana Jefferson. Now, as you guys know, or if you didn't know, her family has raised over $250,000 on GoFundMe that they were seeking to cover the funeral and other expenses. And now that that's been covered, I hope now they can use that money to maybe start a trust fund for her nephew, or as I understand it, her mother is of ailing health. Maybe that money can go to help the queen with medical assistance or bills. But I wanna say not only to Harrison Barnes and Malik Jackson, um, not to you guys because you paid for it, uh, but to everybody who donated even the smallest amount to that family. You, you don't have to say how much you did. It's not important at all. What's important is that you cared enough to do it. You don't have to promote yourself or anything. These are pro athletes, so whatever they do, they do is pretty much going to be public anyway. But they didn't have to do it, and they did. And these pro athletes and entertainers, we bomb on them a lot, but they do more good than bad at the end of the day. I want to tell all of you that cared about that situation because that struck me for some reason, maybe because it was a black woman in particular, maybe because it was a woman in general. But a Tatiana story, you know, it, it, it really got to me. I'm just happy to see that people care. I'm happy to see in a malicious world where people can taunt someone's mother and, and, and talk about it and taunt. You know, when we can be that vicious and we call that sportsmanship and it's just the heat of the battle, I'm happy to see that there are people that are, that are the opposite of that. So for everybody that has sent a prayer to the Jefferson family, for everybody that has got involved, protested, said a word, for everybody that has stood up and continues to stand up for social injustice and police brutality, I want to say to you all that you are the polar opposite of trifling okay fam that was the jeff is moody show i hope you enjoyed the show but make sure you enjoy life even more pray for love over hate peace over war and don't forget you ain't shit until you lend someone a helping hand family my method is my madness you might not appreciate me till i'm gone but while i'm here i'm gonna talk my shit Fam, the ATL Traffic Mix with DJ Naturell is up next. I love you all. I appreciate you all. And thanks for letting me be me. I'll see y'all next week with another hot one. Please don't forget, brand new show every Monday. It replays Tuesday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BeatBreakRadioFM.com. Young Sean, nephew, ring the bell for you. Good job of keeping that bounce and that dealer going. And hey, yo, Sean Garvey, for week 38 in a row, bruh, we got another one. Love y'all, man. See y'all next week. You're listening to Jeff is Moody. On Beat Break 87.